to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. and welcome to Empower, the podcast that has one sole purpose, which is to inspire you to live your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a lawyer, girl power advocate, grown independent woman, of course. I'm obsessed with self-love and personal development. So now I'm also the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will do my best to make sure that you can take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your everyday life. But for now, I am about to become your personal hype woman because it is my purpose to empower and I hope to do the same for you. Before I start, this episode requires a trigger warning. It contains focused discussion on gaslighting and abusive relationships and it's informative but I wouldn't consider it a feel-good lesson so please keep that in mind if you do wish to continue listening to this episode. Ever since I started this podcast, I've had all kinds of messages from listeners to talk about some of the themes I've discussed or seeking advice about their own situation, which might I add is super flattering and I'm always happy to give some perspective or my opinion if you're after it. Funnily enough, I have been asked a few times about gaslighting, what it is, whether someone is doing it, and if so, how to deal with it. I feel like we all know that gaslighting is super toxic and super abusive, but it can be difficult for us to identify it, both when it's happening to us and when we are guilty of our own gaslighting behavior. On top of that, once we have identified it, it's also incredibly difficult to know what to do about it, especially when the person who is gaslighting you is really important to you. Or, if you are a perpetrator, how do you start unlearning these incredibly destructive behaviours that you may not have even been aware of in the first place? You'll notice I'm making a point of speaking about situations where you are the victim of gaslighting, and also situations where you may have been the perpetrator. This is because gaslighting varies in range from severe, which is usually blaringly obvious, to subtle. It's also because I've created this podcast to empower you to reach your full potential and live your best life. The not-so-glamorous side of self-development that we sometimes prefer to ignore is that in order to develop greater self-awareness and ultimately grow, we need to acknowledge our own flaws, our trauma, our toxic behaviours. We need to take responsibility for our mistakes. I have absolutely been a victim of gaslighting by more than one person. 
but at times I have displayed perpetrated tendencies as well. I wholeheartedly admit that it's something I've spent a long time reflecting on. Like I always say, this is a judgment-free space and the only way that we can really become the best versions of ourselves is to accept every part of us, good and bad, and then decide what you're going to do about it. So what is gaslighting? How do you know if it's happening and what can you do about it? According to the Oxford English Dictionary, to gaslight is to manipulate a person by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. It is a form of emotional manipulation that occurs in abusive relationships where a person makes their victim question their memory, thoughts, and perception of reality. Gaslighting is severely damaging to the victim's self-esteem, confidence, and sense of identity to the extent that the victim becomes psychologically dependent on the abuser and the abuser gains control over the victim. Gaslighting allows one person to gain control over another. This need to control people may stem from narcissism or antisocial personalities, but it's also a learned behavior which an abusive person may have observed through childhood with parents or family or in former relationships. It's common for gaslighters to lack any self-awareness about how destructive and abusive their behavior is, and certainly to have very little understanding of how that behavior impacts their victims. Gaslighting happens in personal relationships, so your intimate romantic partners, parents, other family, friends, professional relationships, so work colleagues and bosses, and even public figures like politicians can gaslight on a wider scale. But it is especially common in intimate relationships and always happens where there is a level of a power dynamic imbalance. It's dangerous because it can happen to anyone and occurs slowly, so a victim doesn't realize it's gaslighting until they're in too deep. Often victims struggle to comprehend that what they are even experiencing is, is literally abuse. I've already alluded to the fact that gaslighting can be extremely challenging to identify in reality, and if you still aren't sure about whether you have been gaslighted in the past, or perhaps whether you're even being gaslighted right now, I promise you will know once we've dealt with the next question, which is how to identify that it's happening. There are a number of techniques a gaslighter will use to undermine the victim's perception of reality. These include withholding. The gaslighter will avoid engaging in conversation by refusing to listen or claiming they don't understand. Example, when you try to confront someone about something they said and they refuse to discuss it with you or tell you that they don't understand. This is an attempt to shut down your queries and make you feel like whatever you're trying to raise isn't worth raising at all. Countering. The gaslighter will question the victim's memory of an event and rewrite history by retelling it in their favor. They will remind the victim about how bad their memory is. This plants a seed of doubt in the victim's memory about what happened, which is what the gaslighter is trying to achieve. Trivializing. The gaslighter will belittle your needs and thoughts by making them seem unimportant or wrong. This will make you start questioning your thoughts, feelings and beliefs because the gaslighter never validates them. For example, someone constantly telling you to calm down, that you're too sensitive, that you need to learn how to take a joke, or that you're overreacting. Diverting. The gaslighter will change the subject and question the victim's thinking or credibility instead. 
the gaslighter may also start projecting in an attempt to distract you. A classic example is accusing their victim of cheating to the point where the victim, and I'm talking about an intimate relationship, so they accuse their victim of cheating to the point where the victim feels like they actually need to defend themselves despite it being untrue. And of course this would occur when the victim is trying to confront the gaslighter about proven cheating behavior. Denial. The gaslighter will pretend to forget what actually happened, deny that it happened, or accuse the victim of making things up to avoid taking responsibility for their behavior. Lying. The gaslighter will lie and continue lying even when faced with proof that they're lying. Even when the victim knows they're lying, they can be very convincing and the victim may start second guessing themselves regardless of the fact that they know that it's not true. Discrediting the victim. The gaslighter may tell their victim that they're crazy or that others think they're crazy and talk about them behind their back, even if it's not true. This leaves their victim feeling isolated and like they have no one to turn to except the gaslighter. A gaslighter may also tell others that the victim is crazy. This is a manipulative tool used to stop anyone from believing the victim if they ever tried disclosing the abuse. Shifting blame. The gaslighter will twist everything so that the victim is always to blame to the extent that the victim is also to blame for the gaslighter's treatment of them. And lastly, weaponizing positive reinforcement. Every so often, between all of the degrading comments and the abuse, the gaslighter will tell you how much they love you and that they never mean to hurt you on purpose. This makes the victim feel even more confused and unsure of their feelings because, you know, in one moment they're saying something that's really upsetting and feels really hurtful, but then the next moment they're saying that they didn't really mean to hurt us and that actually they love us. So those are the techniques, we know what they are, but how do these techniques, when executed, actually impact victims of gaslighting? Listen up, because I've got a big list of all the ways that gaslighting can impact your thoughts, feelings, and perceptions of reality, and I'm just going to run through it, so let's go. You frequently second-guess yourself or have trouble making decisions. You don't trust your own judgment, decisions, thoughts, feelings, and or beliefs. You know you're unhappy and that something is wrong, but you don't know why. You question whether you're too sensitive. You're afraid of speaking up or expressing your emotions. You've lost confidence. You feel anxious, vulnerable, and insecure. You profusely and constantly apologize, even for things that aren't your fault. You don't trust your ability to make decisions without input from the gaslighter. You always make excuses for the gaslighter's behavior. You feel isolated from your friends and family and purposely hide information from them. You don't feel like the person you used to be and this disappoints you. You also assume others are disappointed in you. You wonder what's wrong with you and you think it's your fault when things go wrong. You feel alone, powerless, hopeless, crazy. You don't enjoy the things that you used to love. You feel drained, like you're walking on eggshells, and this makes you confused about your relationship with the gaslighter. You feel like something terrible is about to happen when you're around this person, but you don't know why. You question whether your response to the gaslighter was appropriate, but you do it all the time. You know you're starting to normalize the criticism and abuse, or you're in denial about it. You've noticeably become more withdrawn and unsociable since you've been involved with this person, and you think twice before bringing up innocent topics of conversation. A lot of these symptoms can occur with varying levels of mental illness, but gaslighting requires that there is another player, the gaslighter, that is actively involved in bringing about these feelings. Of course, being subject to gaslighting can also provoke some pretty concerning mental health symptoms. So with all of this in mind, and I totally get that this is a lot of information to absorb, but how do you overcome gaslighting? 
If you think someone is gaslighting you, the first step is identifying the problem, acknowledging who it is and what they're doing. It helps to write down or record by voice memo exactly what has been occurring, the nature of the conversations with this person, and the actual words spoken. It helps to create some objective clarity about what is happening, which is especially valuable if you've been questioning your thoughts, feelings, and memories. You can be sure that you aren't imagining things. The second step is acknowledging your feelings, whatever they are, as being completely valid. Part of this may also mean that you need to accept that in order to overcome this abuse, you may need to make a sacrifice which could involve ending a relationship with someone that you really care about. Something to remember if this is looking to be the way forward for you is that through making that sacrifice, you also have a lot to gain, like all the parts of yourself that you may have lost through being subjected to constant abuse. The third step is speaking to a friend or a family member that you can trust about what's been going on. Ideally, someone that you can trust to be completely honest, but without judgment. Depending on how you want to deal with the situation, they may be able to do more to support you if you need it. The fourth step is ensuring that you prioritize yourself and your needs. It is vital that you do what is required to rebuild your confidence, strength, and ultimately your sense of self. Regardless of whether you choose to remove a gaslighter from your life or not, You need to be as self-assured as possible so that you are less vulnerable to the same abuse again in the future. No one is invincible, but it is a lot easier to withstand and overcome a lot of shit when you know who you are, you know what you expect of people, and when you're confident standing your ground when you need to. This requires a huge shift in mindset, especially for victims of abuse, and therapy or counselling is a really helpful way to get this happening. In doing this, you will also develop some helpful coping skills, and I know this because it's what happened for me when I sought professional help after a few days of the most traumatic abuse that I had ever and will ever, hopefully, experience in my life, and it left me in pieces for a long time. Counselling helped me close that chapter. Fifth and finally, I strongly suggest confronting the gaslighter about their behaviour, and if it persists, move on. This is totally conditional upon the situation being safe enough for you to do so. There will be situations where confrontation or leaving a relationship could incite further emotional and or physical abuse. So please always make sure that there is a safety plan in place if it's required to keep you protected. You also want to make sure that someone you trust knows about that safety plan, whether it's a friend, a family member, a health professional or a domestic abuse organization. Try to remember that you don't need to take responsibility for someone else's shitty behavior and you should never have to sacrifice yourself to spare someone else's feelings. Don't forget your truth and protect it at all times. Gaslighters will do everything they can to distort it. First and foremost though, keep yourself safe. If you're feeling up to it, some of my favorite responses to use when you think someone might be gaslighting you are, we remember things differently. I know my truth and I'm not debating with you. If you continue to speak to me like this, I'm not engaging with you, which is a big one for me. I use it on the reg. Not that I get gaslighted on the reg, but I use that just anyway. As soon as a conversation is getting too heated or um, I feel is no longer productive or helpful and will end up heading in a direction it doesn't need to go. It's my favorite line. If you continue to speak to me like this, I'm not engaging with you. I'm not engaging in this conversation anymore. Two more examples. I'm stepping away from this conversation and I hear you, but that isn't my experience. 
Gaslighting can have catastrophic effects on your confidence and your self-esteem. Gaslighting is abusive and the impact of that abuse may carry on into the rest of your life and bleed into your future relationships. I also want to reiterate, love and abuse are not compatible. Professing your love to someone after you've abused the shit out of them, physical, psychological, whatever, it's not love. It's manipulation. All of the trauma responses I've mentioned here are the result of trying to survive in an abusive environment. We cannot deny the ongoing effects that this can have on our mental health, which is why it's so important to seek out and ask for help if you're having a hard time and to find solace in strong support networks. If you aren't sure about how to do that, a few of my previous episodes do touch on it. Lastly, I want to reinforce that healing is a journey and unfortunately there is really a quick fix to get past significantly traumatizing events in life, especially when that trauma occurred at the hands of someone that you trust. If you are struggling for any reason, all I can do is encourage you to be brave and keep persevering with your healing journey. You aren't alone. I know what it's like to feel like there's no hope and like you aren't worth it, but I promise that you are. On that note, I will love you and leave you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Please do something today that makes you happy.